0: Grace and peace, everyone. This is your host. I am Juanita with another Sweet Tea Podcast. I really hope this finds you in great health and great spirits. As always, I hope that my listeners are doing well. So uh, today... Uh, the topic came to mind it is these are my confessions so I'm going to give you a little bit of background about me and um, of course where I come from um, a little bit of snippets of the things that I've been uh, you know just things that I was going through coming up my walk with Christ and how my life was basically before I really uh, surrendered to the Lord And so I'm just going to dive right in. So a little bit about me again. I am from the island of Jamaica. I came here when I was really young in the year of 1983 to 1984, around that time. That's when I came to the States um, with my mom. And yes, I am an 80s baby, but I don't want to dive too deep into that. So, um, well, at least not not yet. So, but some of the issues that I faced as a young child, um, it really affected me later on in my adult years it affected my walk with christ and also affected other relationships such as my family and friends relationships and later on we'll get into transitions of uh, what the lord had brought me through so uh, the trauma that I went through made me fearful that um, nobody would ever love me or accept me for who I was, and the enemy played off of that a lot in my life and it made me stay in the cave at times it made me stay isolated from others at times, and it made me stay away from people as much as possible and trying new things and If I did try any new things, it would be things that weren't so good, and they were like really harmful um like, I drank a lot of Red Bull. Like, I would take a weight loss pills. I would abuse a lot of um, things that you wouldn't think could be abused. <laughs> um, but anything that you don't... Um, how did Miles Monroe say it? He said that anything that you don't know a lot of information about or you don't know how to handle it you'll fall in the trap of abusing it because you don't understand it um so that's just paraphrasing what he said but like i said any new thing that i would try um i would overdo it so i also started to develop uh kleptomaniac syndrome um and you know like forging signatures on credit cards um making purchases. And, um, I did this like with, with quote unquote friends, um, you know, stealing clothing with friends and, and it almost landed me in jail. Like a lot of these things that I was doing with my friends almost really had me have a rap sheet. And so, um, I think really though, the stealing really started, um, at a local corner store. I remember we were going through a very hard time and, um, my mom was, you know, um, like I said, having a hard time. She had just gotten divorced and uh, we had moved away from my father because he was um really, really violent sometimes. Um and so we witnessed domestic violence. But anyway, um that's where it started. Local corner store started stealing brownies. I got caught of course and then I was banned from the store. So these things like, you know, these different spirits began to start following me throughout my years um and they would lay dormant so um you know i would also i was working at different department stores and of course you know co-workers they would have like extra products when they were stocking things away and we would like pay money they would resell it for a cheaper price um so that's what i would do i would buy the um the products off of them you know when i had plugs everywhere basically um had had new clothes I had new clothes new hair just about every week but it was because of the plugs that I had oh my gosh especially with with hair I had an obsession with uh, with weaves with wigs and things of that nature I've always had an obsession with fashion and um, modeling and so um, before bundles were even a big thing I was getting like bundles from uh, this young man um, that was working at a um, and i'm laughing because the crazy things that i i did in my life my god god is so merciful um he would he would um definitely give me the bundles at a discounted price and my hair was always always um in a different style or uh had a different wig you know so i was really obsessed with that and so um of course i did fashion shows you know i wanted to live the um the glamorous wow, <laughs> glamorous oh my goodness <laughs> i'm flipping over my words tonight y'all um the glamorous life as sheila e sang sang um in one of her songs you know she wants to live the glamorous life so um of course it didn't stop there um i was in bondage to a lot of things you know desires of lust and even sex because you know it felt made me feel like i was wanted um and so I would give into those desires, give to the flesh and, um, ended up in a lot of bad relationships because of poor decisions. So, um, I'm not saying that my children are poor decision, everything works out, um, for the good. And, um, after that, you know, having gone through all of these different relationships in between of those relationships where they were pretty stable, but eventually, um, we departed and of course you know i was pregnant i had my kids and um you would have thought that would have slowed me down but um it didn't not mind you i wasn't a slacker i worked i still went to school i had decent grades um but there were a lot of things that would you know throw me off track for a little bit and then i'll get back on it was like a roller coaster up and down but i managed to remain functional and so there is a term that people would say that um you're dysfunctionally functioning um, meaning that you're just basically going through life you're just surviving day by day not living but just surviving day by day and basically that's what i was doing um and so the when the enemy really has your mind uh, you will feed yourself uh your your flesh you will feed try to feed your addiction so it didn't matter what I tried to find a way to feed my addiction. So I struggled struggled a lot with depression, um, anxiety, and the ugliest thing of all was my anger. I was triggered very, very easily. And I was like so confused about my life, trying to find the answers to why I was the way that I was. And I couldn't find the answers. Of course, I prayed. Um, I'm not saying that God don't answer prayers. Of course, I prayed. Um, but I, I prayed, I prayed a lot. Um, sometimes I don't even think I, it was really a prayer. I was just really angry, um, at God. I just couldn't understand like, you know, why the abuse, why the most, why, why the molestation and like why people always mistreated me. And I, you know, sometimes I didn't do anything at all. I would just get beaten like for nothing. And, um, I just really, really had the question in my mind, like why, Um, And I hated so much. And so, you know, um, that's what the enemy played off, too. Like, he really played off of my emotions. So, I was really confused about love. I would fish fight with my boyfriends. I would use, like, um, you know, just any mechanism. How can I say? Any mechanism to really um, shelter myself or um, keep myself from being hurt. So... I was in like a lot of dysfunctional relationships and when the good one did show up or good ones did show up, I kind of like, no, I didn't kind of like, I did, I scared them away Um, (laughs) because of the pain and because I, I could not recognize what a good thing was. Um, now, don't get me wrong. My mom, my mother loved us. My mother taught us love. We were raised in the church, um, but we went through so many different um, phases in our lives. Um, you know, our family basically, we we've seen a lot, and it did a lot of damage to us. Um, and it's important to get counseling. You know, especially when children go through divorce and they lose. Uh, maybe their father or their mother, or depending on how bad the breakup is, children are affected regardless. And I think a lot of times as parents, and I, and I speak from a parent's perspective that we alone as parents don't go through it. Our children go through it as well with us. So we have to be mindful of that, that they hurt just like we do. And they hurt because they see us hurting. And so, you know, my mother was hurt. So I was hurt too, you know, seeing a lot of things. So back to back to um <laughs> back to these confessions i um really wanted to be loved unconditionally, and you know i I went out searching to find it, and you know I was even trying to you know pull that from my kids as well. It was really un unhealthy, really unhealthy to really depend on my children for that type of um love and affection, not like a man with a woman, but that you know you love me. I expect you to love me back type thing. So um there was one point also when um, my ego was really inflated because, I, you know, I started feeling myself. I got a lot of attention from men, especially older ones. I had a great shape, a cute face, as according to them back in the day, um, I was pretty bad. I had people... Um, say to me you know uh, you used to cause fights between these guys and I'm like no way a lot of things I couldn't remember because I was like in a really bad car accident at one point I won't get into that I'll share that story with you guys later on in another podcast but it caused I had head trauma so um a lot of my memories were erased from from that car accident and sometimes some things trigger it off but a lot of portions of my life I can't remember and so um I did like I said I did fashion shows I went to studios I dated drug dealers entertainers so I felt like I was on top of the world so um sorry about the um because (laughs) I know it's not good as a filler I just I'm just really trying to I'm still trying to process a lot Trying to, I'm I'm really being honest. Writing this and coming to do this podcast, I wrestled with it. I literally had to hold back. I held back my tears because I'm like, you know, I'm so tired of crying over this. I'm ready to really release it and let it go. And um, so. That's why I'm here, you know release releasing this 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 portion of my story because I know that there's someone else out there that may have went through the same thing or is going through the same thing, and so um, I struggled as being a young mother, I love my kids, but sometimes I would like disconnect from them, and I took out my anger on them as well um that wasn't easy to deal with, you know I was a, walk- I was a walking ticking time bomb basically. And, you know, I would, like I said, would have those ups and downs and I would have some severe mood swings. The, the mood swings were like really, really from one point to the other and sometimes very uncontrollable. And I never would have thought that, you know, I was bipolar or anything like that or, you know, that I needed to go see a counselor because of the stigmatism at that time. You know, at that age, you know, we were taught to go to a counselor or talk to a therapist or anything like that. And so I'm glad that now that people are stepping out and talking about mental health and talking about going to therapists, because these things are so important, you know, um, to be an adult, to be able to function in society properly. We really need, you know, I I would always look at the hierarchy of needs and I, I love psychology. It was one of my majors and I looked at that and I was just like, man i I was I was messed up I was really messed up but I really really thank God for my mom I really thank God for her because she tried her best to like balance us out as much as she could but you know being a single parent is really rough um when you have so many different personalities to deal with and then you have to deal with your own stuff so you know kudos to my mom big shout out to my mom love you mom um so I continued with the behaviors I experienced near death experiences and that shook me but I still you know didn't stop you know and back to my mom she's a great strong woman tried to help me um tried to help me as much but I ended up hurting her too and it was to the point where I just didn't care anymore who I hurt who was around me and I did not know how to process the pain that I was feeling or how to explain it um because it was hard to put into words it was hard to put into words and so I broke my mom's heart because she had a great expectation of me um really really like really going out there and making it big and uh, I felt like I felt like I had failed her in that aspect and my kids you know and then the feeling of that you know that that hanging over you that resentment that I could have should have would have you know it 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 really takes a toll on you and it's like a burden and it weighs you down and so i had to process a lot of things and get over a lot of things and so um like i said it wasn't easy she was heartbroken she stepped back and i understood why my mom stepped back because she really couldn't take it anymore there's there's only so much pressure that you can put on a pipe before a bus and you know so she left me in god's hands and she never stopped praying i believe that i would be really dead today if it wasn't for god's mercy and her prayers of course you know she doesn't know that one time that while she was praying i heard her crying out for me and she cried out like please lord have mercy on my child like bring her back home Uh, give her soul back together again and she prayed for my mind and then i heard her just crying out and man i I never heard her like jamaicans we say ball like that but she really really was crying on my behalf and as if i was it was like as if i was dead and pretty much i was it was like it was like crazy um was much like so much like the prodigal son basically as a father said that you know my son was dead and now he has returned back home so I was like the prodigal daughter the black sheep you know the one I wasn't really a troublemaker you know I just had a lot of a lot of issues that were really unresolved and like I said I was dealing with a lot of demons and um and all that happening I know she was still praying although she stepped back uh hated the way that I was and I hated it so much that I wanted to kill myself multiple times. Um, there was to a point where, although I was in church, I would be in a church van and I would just pray for the Lord to take me. So I'm like, okay, I'm living right. I'm doing the right thing. Um, can you take me now? <laughs> I just didn't want to um, go through the pain anymore, the ups and downs anymore, the depression anymore. And I just wanted to be with the Lord. And there was one one of my friends. He said to me, and he said, "The Lord says, stop asking you to kid, stop asking him to kill you because he's not. You have work to do." And so that prayer was cut out very, very quickly. And so I stopped praying that prayer and started to pray that you know, Lord, just help me to get through what what I'm going through, and give me the strength, you know, to raise my kids. So. Um whew, I, I have to take a breather, like it thinking about it, it's like, you know, I really, really had these crazy thoughts and was really planning it out um to do it. And so, you know, the wounds in my soul, you know, and I had a gaping hole in my heart, you know, the enemy was just filling it with poison and lies, you know, from men and lies from, you know, people so the results of these encounters i spoke about earlier and trust me there's many more it killed my confidence in myself and confidence in everything else yet you know god was merciful eventually i hit rock bottom multiple times and my faith was uh eventually you know my faith was restored you know god gave me the power to overcome the process it was long it was hard from where i fell and and I, i really really thought that that was it that i was not going to come out of this at all and you know but god kept his hand on me on all my kids as well he was so faithful to hear and answer i was praying while i was pregnant reading my bible while i was pregnant because i still loved the lord i just didn't have control over these behaviors and i was really crying out for help um but i guess nobody really knew and understood or didn't want to take on the task of you know tackling that um And so, you know, if anything, I know that God's faithfulness and his mercy, you know, he heals, he delivers, um, you name it. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And so I slowly progressed, got back into church, participated in ministry, you know, did praise and worship, let the choir, the youth choir was part of, uh, was one of the youth presidents. vice president for the youth department um i really loved the youth i had you know real real passion for the youth love them love them love them and um you know i had a few relapses but again the lord kept molding me and i learned what good fruit was by reading the scriptures i love bible study i love learning the word i love history so you know would read my bible and then try to get a timeline of what happened during that time in the bible you know just really reading and studying and researching and you know I would pray like lord i don't want to be an ordinary servant or a complacent one you know and ask the lord to grant me knowledge and wisdom and to show me how to be more like him so i could develop the fruits of the spirit um and you got to be careful what you pray for because you to test you on it uh so but he spoke to me through dreams he spoke to me through songs showing me that he was there you know people Well, you know, prophets would tell me that God, you know, has special love for me. And trust me, there were times when I was like going through and I was like really harsh. It was really, really harsh. And I would say to the Lord, like, "Um, when did you stop loving me? Because this burden and this weight is extremely, extremely difficult to handle. But, you know, he steps in right on time. And the things that I thought that I would not be able to make it through, the things that I thought initially would really kill me he 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 made me stronger in those things and so um he kept building my character he kept building my faith in him and 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 at times it did waver because you know when the lord gets quiet (laughs) you're like okay god where are you i can't feel you i can't sense you but that's for you to reach out to him even the more to really fast and pray the more to read his word the more and so the word of god is beautiful i began to be more enlightened reading the word of god a devotion time with the lord which is so 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 important um which is honestly you know which honestly i i really miss it and I, I i'm trying to get back to it and you know where you would just you would just pray you would sit and you would sing a song or two read and listen to the voice of the spirit to see what the lord is saying so i studied more i developed a true love for christ um <laughs> Not of my own might, you know, I I take no credit. The Lord surely humbled me and I had to go through um, a lot of processing, dropping off a lot of old ways. And of course, the old man would definitely try to creep up. I was a fighter. So, you know, I I had to really learn how to walk away, how not to argue back, how to hold my peace. Although I may feel that I was right, uh, you know, I just I just walked away and so um it doesn't happen overnight and anyone that tells you that the process happens overnight I suggest you run in the other direction because it really doesn't work like that you know we all have to go through a process we all have to uh, go through the discipline of the lord if we are considered to be his children and so i went through some embarrassing moments but it made me humble And I shared with you part of my story because God is able to deliver you and keep you no matter where you find yourself right now in life. Know that God. Know that God can bring you out of any situation. I am a walking and living testimony, and I'm sure that there are people out of there out of you know in the world that have been through worse. But God is a deliverer. He is a healer. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing. You have to be willing and want and desire to come out of what you are coming out of. So I would suggest that you just take his hand. Seek after him every day. When you feel like you can't find him, as I said before, it's for you to go and search for him. He's there. He just he just wants us to draw closer to him. You know, he wants to speak to us, to be honest, more than we want to hear him. He wants communication with his people and so um i you know just encourage you to launch out into the deep he said deep calleth unto deep and so you you really 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 have to have the mindset to serve the lord once you're delivered you have to try your best to maintain that deliverance you know a lot of people don't want to be held accountable you know but you have to you know be accountable for the things that you do in this body and you know there there's no excuse there's no excuse and so we have to come to a point where we allow God to really process us and bring us through I really hope and pray that you know this minister to someone you know God is able God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think I know it's a cliche scripture that you hear A lot of times, but I'm a living witness above and beyond what we ask or think he will surprise you. If you just just remain obedient and faithful unto him, there is nothing, there is nothing, nothing impossible for him to do for you and through you. I pray that this was a blessing to you. I thank you for joining Sweet Tea Podcast tonight. Have a great night. Have a blessed week. I know that we're in Tuesday right now. Have a great rest of the week and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. God bless you.